Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you on a rather brisk Saturday morning. Brian, you know what time it is? I do know what time it is. It's time for us to do what we've been doing, and that time is every day. So I guess we should just keep doing what we're doing. I think we should do that. Yes. Why don't we do that with Gary on Guns? Uh, and with that in mind, uh, we bring in uh, Scott Van Kirk, uh, co-host of the National Show, <laughs> for which he is richly rewarded. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Nas- I'm, a, I'm a nationally syndicated talk radio host. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he drags in with him Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Good morning, uh, Gary. Good morning. I want to clarify something. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear the three of us having a lot of fun, talking about some serious topics as well. Many of you will think, well, maybe if I go into Modern Arms and I ask for the Scott Van Kirk uh, deal, uh, that I'll be coming out ahead. Uh, yeah, d- yeah. Don't ask for Scott's deal. He gets uh, you know, re- retail plus, plus, plus. <laughs> Scott. <laughs> yeah. Come see us anyway, but, you know, we're not. Yeah, but don't ask, don't for, ask the for the Van Kirk Don't ask deal. for the Van Kirk special. No, no, yeah, that's that's that, 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 yeah that, it, if you ordered online from Larry and asked for my discount, it's Van Kirk plus 20. <laughs> use use uh, <laughs> promo code promo Van, Van, Van Kirk, Kirk plus 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, not a good deal. Uh, otherwise, uh, you, you can go to Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And get a great deal. Yeah. All right. Uh, 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Uh, on the national show, Scott and I looked at, uh, it talked about some of the new firearms uh, that have been introduced at the SHOT Show. And uh, do you have that uh, list on your computer? Do I have that list on my computer? Uh, Did no. you hear that echo? I just <laughs> yeah. said that and I heard it yeah. came right back no. at me. Hey, no. he's typing furiously right now trying to yeah. find it. Yeah. No, it's me. Nationally, I'm a nationally syndicated talk radio host. And uh, basically, I'm just going to be like, what did we talk about? <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I think, the, I think the big one to talk about, and Larry will appreciate that because he used to do some work for FN, is um, the overriding question is, who else is going to release a Browning High Power this year? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, you know. But um, unlike the, uh, the the wonderful Springfield uh, SA35 that that I have yet to have on the shelf for sale, I've got them on order. I don't know when I'll see them. Sorry, seen some pictures of um, it though. Yeah, good looking well, gun. Just, so, uh, just I, I, so you know, I'm on the list at about four different gun dealers uh, all over the country. Yeah, I mean, anybody looking, gets one of these things, I I want to know. Really yeah. looking forward to that one. Um, the sounds like the FN um, is marketing a gun that's. Uh, got a lot of changes um it it is not it is not parts compatible or mag compatible or no they boosted um, the mag capacity up on to it. 17 and yeah you uh, know it, it, it's no longer uh i mean it, it they changed the barrel design um they changed a lot of things on that um i don't I, I just in reading about the fn gun it it didn't splash me as a as as a as a Browning high power, yeah. it looked like a Browning high power inspired hammer driven mm-hmm. uh, steel well, frame I mean, gun. Although SA admits, Springfield Armory admits that theirs is only high power inspired as well, and they added some features to it as well. And no one, um, I think, the only one who's keeping true to high power is that doesn't the EAA make a high power? Uh, yeah, T Tsas has has done one yeah. um, out, of, out of Turkey that was a a, a clone. Yeah, right. that, that was a, a proper yeah. high power clone. I don't think either one of them is is advertising that they're that they're making uh, original. You know, um, P thirty five. Right. 
uh, FN high power, Browning high power clones. Um, but FN gets the advantage of being able to use the word high power. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, the advantage of owning the, owning the patent, patent rights. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, and I, I'm curious to, to, uh, to try them both. Uh, to see how that, uh, what the difference is, because they both are not, they're not, neither one of them is an actual clone. Both of them have uh, some, some, made some changes. Yeah, interesting upgrades, yeah. Some some good upgrades, probably. Yeah, well, so, we, we talked about it, and, and uh, if we could ever get our hands on uh, on each one of them in a side-by-side -side comparison, I think the worst of all worlds will happen and decide that, oh, I really probably should have both of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's enough difference, I want both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're probably not wrong. Actually, the, the real threat here is that, uh, you know, one of us will buy one and we'll both like it and not like the other one and, and we'll be stuck with one. It's like, no, 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 we can't do that. But anyway, uh, if we get our hands on one, if I manage to get my hands on uh, on this uh, uh, SA-35, uh, I will let everybody know and uh, Scott and I will go out and shoot them. I get yep. to come shoot too, right? Well, yeah. well yeah. Please? Brian, who do you think? Uh, who do you think please? Well, yeah. Scott, you should we let him in? Absolutely. Who do you think's providing ammo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why you're my co-host. Oh, Larry. Yeah, like, man. Larry, Larry can write that off. Looking for an ammo sponsor. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, prominently. You can put a sign up behind me while I'm shooting at it. You can do, say, bro, I'll wear a, I'll wear a Modern Arms t-shirt, hat, whatever you need me to do. I'll need that t-shirt and hat back. <laughs> oh, <of> <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd wear it. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm taking this kind of seriously, uh, Scott. Maybe we could work a deal here with uh, we get somebody to that, and, and we wouldn't do it with with Larry. Uh, we would want uh, <laughs> somebody we like. Wow. wow. No, we would like, uh, like maybe uh, an, uh, somebody who uh, yeah. fire uh, uh, somebody who makes ammo yeah. uh, to get on board with us. We can use it on both shows, sure, yeah. and uh, and then have them uh, underwrite the cost of test. Yeah. I, I mean, I like Larry well enough. I just don't buy guns from him because, <laughs> well, it's that it's that old Van Kirk discount. Right. It's, it's, it's not it's not good for me. Yeah. <laughs> the Van Kirk deal is good for anybody except Larry. <laughs> oh Lord! All right, uh, the ATF uh, apparently uh, they're updating their form for uh, suppressors. Yes. Uh, and you are w one of the people who uh, works with this company that... Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, back in December, uh, right before Christmas, ATF um, went live with their new e-forms application process. All right, well, hang on. So it's... Uh, because I'm up some against... Promise. Well, hang on, because I'm up against the clock, and we're going to find out what that's all about. Larry Whalen is with us, Modern Arms... At the Brown Station location. And Scott Van Kirk on Gary on Gun. Hey, welcome. It is uh, 19 minutes after the hour. It is time hour. for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. <laughs> really, it really is. It really yeah. is. It really, yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. That's <laughs> good early, advice. That's good early advice. words of wisdom right. from the Vice President of the United States. Those are words to the, live by. One of the smartest Vice Presidents we've ever had. Yeah, not living. Uh, all right, so I, I would I would hazard to say she's at least as smart as the last Democratic vice president. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree with that. I think he was worse. Anyway, uh, let us move on. Uh, Larry Whalen is in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Along, along with Scott Van Kirk, and we were talking about 
getting uh, approval for your suppressor. Yeah. And apparently the feds have changed well, they, they've or offered an option. They've offered another option. So uh, in the past, uh, we've been doing uh, paper applications. Uh, that was all that was available for Form 4s. Um, but uh, right before Christmas, uh, ATF turned on the e-Form 4s. Uh, people have been able to file electronic Form 1s for creating their own short-barreled rifle as individuals manufacturing. Um, that, would, that had been up and running for a number of years. But the e-Form 4s is back on now. The the stated goal um, from ATF is to get approvals back into the 90-day range. Um, and, uh, you know, applications submitted on paper this time last year, we were um, expecting 8 to 12-month um, approvals. And um, so we're really excited about the potential of faster approvals. I still like to temper and throw a little cold water on that 90-day expectation. I don't know what we're going to see. We have already uh, submitted a, a good number of them. I've got a few more to get uh, final certifications from our customers before they're submitted. But it, it's a, it's just a little different process. The uh, customer does have to go out to the uh, ATF eForms website, create a username and profile in that system in order to digitally sign or, or uh, yeah, digitally sign their application. So, um We've uh, we're re we're really excited about the the prospect of faster approval. It's going to be a streamlined process. It still involves our partnership with Silencer Shop out of Texas, and they've been uh, uh, industry drivers for for pushing the, the technology envelope for sure. Uh, customers can come into the store. We can do the fingerprints. They can answer all their qualifying questions on the Silencer Shop kiosk. Takes about eighteen, twelve, eighteen minutes. It's not a really long paperwork process. Um, and now with that, we're also going to have uh, guide them through creating that username profile at the at the ATF eForm site so that they can digitally sign their their forms when those forms are created. So it's uh, we're, we're hopeful. We're really optimistic and excited about the possibility of faster approval times. Just think, if you heard us talking about this last <laughs> year and you didn't apply, uh, you could have applied and have a, your suppressor by now. Yeah. In the meantime, a couple of things. What exactly is taking them so long? I mean, what are they doing? Are they doing a DNA check? I mean, well, why would it take months to do? Ha have you have you have you met the government? <laughs> it's, it's not like you can go down the street and to their competitor and get faster service. That's right. That's right. Uh, the I one thing about monopolies, the, you know. I can go out and fill up the form for the Knicks check and in a few minutes get you Background know, approved. check approved, yeah. Yeah. So what else are they doing? Um, you know, they're not sending um, agents to your neighbors to have face-to-face -face interviews. I, I, I know that for sure. Um, I, I don't know the reason for the extended approval time. Um, it, it doesn't seem like it should take that long. but I think it's to discourage people. Oh, I, I don't think you're wrong at all. Because I, I think they could have... <laughs> They could approve this in a matter of minutes, just like they do the Knicks check. Uh, but I think they're trying to discourage it. Well, I mean, I highly doubt that they're they're running some sort of Class A government um, incentive program where you know you might see an annual bonus if you process you know some level of paperwork oh, above this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're no, not. I'm, they're not incentivizing I'm, people to you know. Yeah, pretty, hey, for every two hundred dollars <laughs> stamp you clear, you'll get ten bucks. Yeah. Man, that'd be that'd be no backlog. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, that, that's not going to happen. So if if uh, I go into Modern Arms at the Brown Station location, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, will they help me set up a trust so that yeah, we have that, my wife um, and I can both have access to this? We can help you with that. Again, it's it's our business partner, Silencer Shop out of Texas, that offers the most uh, the most flexible way to do it is the the single shot trust. It sells for twenty four ninety five, so it's a, a twenty five dollar conversation. the The beauty of that that trust mechanism is the buyer is the only applicant. You mentioned you and your your bride being listed. Uh, under the single shot trust, the buyer alone is the applicant. One set of fingerprints, one set of photos, one set of signatures, um, all be they digital or, or ink, ink signatures. And then that trust, um, once, fast forward some time, once that uh, application's been approved, the customer has taken delivery of that, that silencer that applied, they had applied for, the trust document has an amendment page. Pull out the amendment page, read the instructions, list the names of the people here, write that out, have that form notarized. Those people are now a member of that NFA trust. Oh, wow. So it is it is a super streamlined application process. So they don't have to wait for two months or four months or right. a year? Yeah. You, you you write them down and have them have that form notarized. That that is wow. that completes that the addition process. You that. want to remove somebody, remove them the same way and have that notarized. Now they are no longer a member of that trust. There are lots of people I'd like to remove. <laughs> I'm not oh. sure if I'm, you meant that. Let's go, I, Brandon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, that means uh, when I say that, I mean remove from office, so nobody. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. Right through through the elective process. Us. I know exactly what you mean. Right. Yeah. Good. I just want to make sure yeah. nobody ballot. screws the ballot on box. That one. Yeah, through the ballot box. Yes. Um, all right, uh, so if we stop by Modern Arms today... At the Brown today, Station location, yeah. Yeah, if we stop by there today, we can uh, fill out these forms. Yeah, and we can get, get you going connected. on all that process. Um, we uh, do have a, a wide variety of, of silencers available. Um, I don't stock a ton of them in the store uh, because of the extended approval time. But uh, again, our, our business partner, Silencer Shop out of Texas, that, that does. They, they are our main wholesaler. And they have a retail component for um, the selection of the silencers. And because of the extended approval times, we have most makes and models in the back room locked up, you know, already pre-sold to another customer. But with uh, with rare exception, those customers say, well, yeah, somebody wants to open the box and look at it. We So we can, we can touch and feel most every model um, that's available right now. So they don't have to have a serial number to give you approval. No, they do need a serial number to give approval. So the, it is a serial number specific application. So the customer selects the silencer, pays for the silencer, pays for the transfer tax, $200 transfer tax, and that and then we then we initiate that paperwork um because it is a serial number specific application. You're going to you're going to lay all your money out up front. Um, well, what if I'm a scofflaw and I try to get one of these and for some reason the government says uh, no. You, well, you, now what happens to my deposit? If if you um, if you have had that situation happen, uh, if if a form comes back disapproved, um, the tax payment that you submitted to the government, the two hundred dollars, is is mailed back to the applicant, and, um, and the government does that, right? Yes. And then at, at the retail level, we would have to uh, incur a 10% restock fee to uh, to resell that 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 silencer to, to another customer. Uh, so, I, unfortunately, I have had to deal with this situation. A customer that was a legal gun buyer was able to buy on a 4473 background check, was cleared, and for some reason uh, was disapproved on the on the uh, Form 4 trying to buy a silencer. Um, that... Uh, we went ahead and, like I say, he got his tax money back. Uh, the $200 tax was mailed back from ATF. We um, 
did a 10% restock fee, so he received 90% of his retail sales price back on, on the silencer, and we resold that. And he has since then resolved that situation. It was a... Uh, uh, a legal matter uh, in his past that showed up that was resolved but didn't show up as resolved in some FBI background check. So um, it, it we can work through that. Gotta love big government. Boy, yeah. they are. <laughs> um, as you as you talk about all this, Larry, mm-hmm. and you you give us you lay out the facts, you know A, B, C, and D. Um, it inspires a lot of confidence. And if you're looking for a suppressor, if you're looking for a silencer, you head down to Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Obviously. Yeah. Because you really know what you're doing, buddy. Uh, we move a lot of silencers. Yeah, we we help really a lot do. of people shoot their guns quiet. Um, and I constantly refer, refer to them as silencers. I know many times customers come in and they're talking about suppressors. Um, the, patent the, says, the patent says silencer. The reason I say silencer <laughs> is the, 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 the form that they come to me on, the federal form, it is, it is classified as a silencer. So mm-hmm. it does not make anything silent uh, except when it's not sure. being shot. When you shoot it, it muffles the sound. Um, and, you know, the um, when I first started uh, buying silencers, first started looking at them, uh, trying to figure out what, what to buy, where to start, I was focused so much on decibel reduction. I was really angered and miffed to find out there was no at that time there was no industry standard for where they placed the microphone so i could put a microphone in the back of your truck and come into this soundproof room and test my silencer and have some stated you know because there was no industry standard and many companies now it's getting better and better it's typically uh, at the shooter's ear or or three foot uh parallel to the muzzle are, are two common places where they place the microphone but all that said i can shoot centerfire 308 rifle quieter than I can a 1022 without a silencer on it. So that's a win. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it's like shooting with really good ear pro on. So you know, it still, still sounds it, like gunfire. What's sound, interesting yeah. is uh, that uh, every oh, I've not gone to a gun range yet where I saw somebody shooting with a suppressor. It's coming. More and more. I mean, there, I there's a so. lot more people using them. It, it's always more fun to shoot quiet. Yeah, you got to wonder what the big fear is and why this is even necessary. Knee-jerk gun control in 1934. You're listening to Gary on Guns, Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. It is uh, 35 minutes after the hour, and Brian, it's time. It is time, yeah. yeah. Time for us to do what we do all the time, every day. I know. It yeah. is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. So what are you waiting for? All right, I'm going to jump right in and introduce <laughs> Scott Van Kirk. You know, uh, I, I listened to that, and what the best I can come up with is just, she's telling me to keep on keeping up. Yeah, keep on keeping <laughs> on. That's, that's, uh... <laughs> no, I, I've translated that. Um, I've translated that for, for listeners. Uh, what she's actually saying is, I'm not prepared for this interview. I haven't, I haven't a clue what I'm going to say now. So I'm just filling time with nonsense. Word salad. Yeah, word yeah. salad, yeah. Yes. Uh, that's, that's the translation. <laughs> following, following in her leader's footsteps, yeah. That's, uh, what, she's not going to get any uh, public speaking advice from Joe. Uh, no, no, not at all. Uh, we're uh, we're going to go over a couple quick things. Uh, up in Wisconsin, things... Uh, and this, by the way, is uh, where Scott Van Kirk is from. Don't you know? They were, go they were never go. so thrilled go. as when go, he Pat, said... Go, Go, Yeah, they were never so thrilled in Wisconsin as when he said, 
I'm moving to Missouri. Yeah. Um, <laughs> says the guy who won't be watching his team pay, play in the playoffs tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Does Cleveland wow. even have a football team? They are, I think they're in a girls volleyball tournament this weekend. Um, but I don't know if they're going to actually make the cut. Actually, if the Browns said uh, we're leaving the state of Ohio, uh, the same reaction might happen. Hey, you guys are laughing now, but just wait till next year. <laughs> how many years you've been saying that now? Uh, 1965. That's, that's when that started. 1965. But up in Wisconsin, uh, a couple of things going on. One of them uh, deals with uh, classroom education. Scott, you want to uh, tell them what, uh, what they're doing up there? It does. The uh, members of the Republican uh, Party in the state legislature uh, have introduced a bill to make a credit class in high school, it's a semester-long class, mm -hmm. on gun safety. That's that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Now, of yep. course, you can't have any real firearms on school property as a violation of the. <laughs> okay, but you could still learn safe, some, some rudimentary safety right. basics. Well, they, it, well the, it goes further than that. The um, the model that they're using, uh, first off, they, the firearms that they would have would be uh, deactivated or um, analog guns, analog yeah, guns, yeah. and different things like that. It's actual firearm safety, basic marksmanship. History of the Second Amendment. Whoa, nice! <laughs> and its place in modern society. Oh yeah, they've actually really thought this out. And it is, you know, as as high schools have transitioned over the last how many decades now into sort of a credit system where you have to have so many credits yeah. in, in different subjects. Um, this is an elective course that would be like a three or four credit course to, towards graduation. If I were an anti-gun parent. I would want my kids to take the class so that they could learn gun safety. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. No, I mean, when it, when it comes to firearm safety, and, and we preach and preach and preach, and we'll continue to, to my last breath, I will preach firearm safety. People, Can't wait. People need to. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um, people... Uh, uh, People need to to get good quality safety training. Yeah. But even if you're not, especially if you're not a person um, who has any interest in firearms or anything else like that, doesn't mean that you shouldn't understand how they work yeah. and you shouldn't understand what safe handling is. If you find yourself in a position where you need to render a firearm safe, yeah, you need to know how to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a basic life skill. It's, it's like, like no, it's yeah. like boiling water. Yeah, you should know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, how to use a fire extinguisher. Wait, I mean, I got, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I got an ex-wife that wasn't good at boiling she scorched, water. So. Scorched some water for you? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a live sacrifice or a burnt offering. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a basic life skill, and I think that's I well, think that's where the direction this is headed in. I don't know, well, I do know how much pushback they're going to get from the governor and from the, the metropolitan areas in Wisconsin, your Milwaukee, your... Um, yeah, but if, if anybody's Madison. an anti-gunner, learning gun safety is vital. As many, I mean, we had a, a, a 18 year old shot and killed here yep. in Columbia yep. that didn't could have benefited from his friend knowing some gun safety. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I right. mean, yeah, uh, that's just, the point I'm and, making. You yeah. know, I, I just love the, the part you added that, that they're going to teach history. Right. A, a wow. Constitutional foundation. Constitutional. And historical significance. Wow. You know, if the word well, gets they gotta out. Get a, they got to get it passed first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if, if the word gets out that uh, gun control uh, was created to keep minorities from being able to arm themselves when the Ku Klux Klan 
came by their house to hang them from a tree, that just might turn around a lot of anti-gunners. Yeah. Well, the base, the yeah, the very basic historical significance that all gun control is a Jim Crow law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where it started. It's it's you know it's post Civil War. Uh, certain people. Uh, should not be allowed to have firearms. And in that ca- particular case, um, it was African-Americans. Yeah. Um, that has continued forward into the states that still have permit to acquire, which Missouri used to be a permit used to, to be, acquire. Yeah. And let's face it, as a border state within the Civil War, technically a union state, but really a border state, mm-hmm. um, that law on the books that for years in Missouri was a Jim Crow law. Yeah, Literally someone, uh, the sheriff, in this case the sheriff of the county, um, would decide whether you were worthy. Yeah, whether you were permitted. Yeah, you were to, w- worthy yeah, to, to exercise to your constitutional amendment and defend yeah. yourself. Yes. Yeah. Well, we don't want you to shoot back when we're coming by for a fun oh. hanging. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's literally what it amounts to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but, we and we still foundationally have that in um at least in the state of Missouri in regards to firearms in churches. Yeah. Well, in Wisconsin, they're doing more than that. Apparently, they've got an assembly bill that would lower the minimum age to apply for a concealed carry permit from 21 to 18 years old. Uh, they've got another bill that would grant universal recognition to concealed carry permits uh, held by non-Wisconsin residents issued by another state. they got still more. Uh, a bill that allows adults who are licensed to carry firearms to drive onto school grounds to pick up or drop off students without first having to unload and store the store away their firearms in their vehicles. And we all know, uh, every one of us in this room know, that if the bad guy decides to go into a school, uh, when he drives up on the property at this point in Wisconsin, he will unload his weapon uh, and, and secure the... Uh, I guess, no, they well, won't. Well, yeah, you wouldn't want to break a law if you were going to murder right. people. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, finally, uh, they've got an Assembly Bill 597 affirms that law-abiding adults with a license to carry firearms for self-defense may do so in places of worship located on private school property with permission from the governing body uh, of the place of worship. Uh, Those are all worthwhile. So Wisconsin is really coming along. Well, they have a lot of they have a lot of catching up to do. Being the the second to the last state in the union to approve any type of a concealed carry permit. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of things you mentioned there uh, that they're they're attempting to do. Missouri already has has right. addressed. So yep. they're they're kind of following uh, following some of the states that are that have expanded uh, gun ownership rights. And I'm glad to hear Wisconsin is at least making the efforts. I'm glad they're bringing those bills before the before the House and Senate. Well, Missouri is really on the cutting edge. Uh, and I know, and, and so does Scott, and I'm, I'm sure Larry knows, too, that the, uh, lots of other states are looking at our legislation, including the Second Amendment Preservation Act and others, uh, that they want to duplicate. Let's grab a phone call before Brian throws us into a commercial break. We'll get Rick on the line. Rick, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. What's on your mind? Gary, thank, thanks for taking my call. Well, you know, I heard a few weeks ago that the Chicago officials had asked federal assistance in their out-of-control gun crime problems. And I haven't heard any movement on that. Has anybody? uh, What's going on there? And what do you all think about maybe the feds going in and cleaning that town up? Long Uh, overdue. (laughs) Well, actually, as they request assistance, I mean, that will be... uh, I don't think you're you're talking about, since there really isn't a, a, a uniformed 
national or federal police force. You're not talking about guys being um, working the streets of Chicago. No. You're, you're going to see a, more of a support role um, uh, situation where perhaps they'll be as- assisting them with electronic surveillance and they'll be providing them with computer support and probably some logistical support. Yeah. Uh, maybe vehicles, maybe some helicopters, yeah, and equipment things. and training. And, right? But, yeah, that's. But that's, yeah, they're that's, not going to increase yeah, the yeah, the that, number of, of of officers on the street. Yeah, that, know, that's instantly. how that's how federal assistance tends to work. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's don't look for all of a sudden the feds have you know made a sweep of South Chicago and actually cleaned it up. Yeah. No, yeah. That's not yeah, what they're talking not, about. Not. Yeah. yeah. They're talking about money, basically. <laughs> 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 we need some federal assistance. Send us more money. Yeah. There you go, Rick. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. If you've got a question or comment, 874-9390. Toll-free number 800-529-5572. There's some good news for people in Virginia as well. And we got to start talking about those firearms from the SHOT Show. And we'll do that all. Along with looking at firearms from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. I'm Gary Ungun. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. I cannot wait until five minutes after nine. Because at that point, I'm going to be able to share with you uh, some information about the firearms that Larry Whalen brought in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And I want to tell you, there are some here that I really, really, really want. You know, Scott Scott and I were chatting yesterday, Larry, and I said, you know, I... I got the urge. I've just got the urge. I want to go out and buy a new firearm. Yeah. And I don't have a need for a new firearm. Embrace the dark side. Buy a new I gun. just want right. one. Yeah. Yeah, we sell mostly once. I don't I don't have a lot of needs in the store. Um, we, we, sell, we sell once. We sell once. <laughs> we sell once, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you got me talked into a... Um Silencer into a into yeah. a yeah into a silencer. I'm just gonna have to find out someplace I can buy one at the for, Modern Arms for Brown less Station for location. less than 120 percent. Oh, I'll get. Would it be 119? I'll get. Would it be a straw purchase if I bought the uh, silencer for him? Yeah, that would be illegal. Wouldn't <laughs> That'd it? be illegal. Yeah, yeah. never mind. Yeah, 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 not like, yeah. I'm not going down that yeah. drain. Yeah. With yeah. You. It'd be both illegal. Plus, you'd charge me 30 percent. <laughs> we, well, uh, it's, you know, the risk factor, you know, yeah, of getting caught, it's it would cost you a little extra, but it'd be worth it. That's what you're going with, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. So Larry and I, um, and Gary's pretty much just been observing, have been geeking out over this new Springfield rifle that was announced at SHOT. Yeah. yeah. Um, Springfield has, um, you know, they released their AR-15s um, sometime back, their their Saint series, series yep. of, of 16-inch guns and, and some 10-inch pistols. Some pistols and um, some other weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some, some nice stuff. <laughs> um, they have uh, they've released very recently the Saint Edge ATC uh, from Springfield Armory. So it's, it's an AR-15. Um, that uh, when I first saw the picture, kind of an AR-15. Yeah, I was I was like, well, that, that's that's kind of a futuristic looking um, handguard, G36 yeah. type handguard, kind of kind of weird. Um, and then I started uh, learning more about it. They've they've um, they've really rethought the lower receiver. So the lower receiver on on this ATC product it extends all the way out to the end of the handguard. Mm-hmm. So the upper receiver pins into that. But it gives you a truly free-floated barrel. A lot of times um, we add a, uh, an extended handguard onto an AR-15, and the handguard bolts onto the barrel nut. 
which uh, which which is quasi free which yeah which is as free floated as ARs were up, right. up until this ATC product from Saint. So this uh, product, the barrel nut itself, doesn't make contact with the lower receiver or the handguard. So it is truly a free floated barrel. This is going to be as much accuracy as you can squeeze out of an AR-15 because that barrel is going to be able to vibrate harmonically shot to shot very, very consistently. And that's, that's the advantage of the free floated barrel is, uh, is that that barrel harmonics can, can, can flow naturally. Um, I mean, and during the break, Larry and I are watching videos of the guy taking it apart and putting it back together to see how the system works. And it was, it was truly an AR-15 nerd moment. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't I I think of this? I want to point out that Scott was, was really jealous. That it wasn't him disassembling that thing. Oh, I want to take one of these apart. Oh, yeah. As soon as I get my hands on one, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> going to be apart. parts and pieces. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've been an, an AR geek for a long time, and I love them, but I, I'm I'm going to pursue this ATC just, well, it, it, just to see it. I mean, just, yeah. just to have one. Well, I mean, and, in theory, it's it's as accurate as you can make an AR-15. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where we're at with this. And, and they're selling them with uh, ballistic advantage barrels already installed on them, mm-hmm. and that's... Probably as good a barrel as you can put on it. You don't need an AR-15. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> on average, and and if anybody would know this, Larry, it's you because you you worked for FN and you used to work the uh, the Shot Show. Uh, Scott and I have broadcast from there, and we really love walking around looking at all the new toys. But on average, when they show you a new toy or a new firearm, whatever it is. How long does it take before it gets in the retailer's hands? A widely uh, widely varied um, response to that, Gary. There are some some rollouts that happen very very efficiently, and some that you see a product talked about, you know, teased, and then it could be thirty six months before they actually have a a production model that they can sell. That has, um, you know, that that. That's the wrong way to bring a market, a product to market. Um, well, so if the, if companies the, are getting better and better about yeah. it, uh, about you know avoiding that that pre tease and making sure they've got a lot of good, um, well, I mean, not only design but but production ability to to hit that 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 original design. When when uh, Shield Plus is rolled out, now it wasn't a yeah. shot show announcement. When Shield Plus is rolled out, they announced that gun and we, they shipped that gun. Then they shipped that yeah. gun, and then they completely whiffed and blew it on. Magazine. Oh, you wanted magazines. <laughs> you wanted magazines for this thing so you could actually shoot it. <laughs> well, it came with two. It came They'll with, make more eventually. It came with But it, it was a nice paperweight. Two. But anytime you go to uh oh no, you could shoot it individually and yeah. it was yeah, fine but for, for it t- was fine for a certain percentage of the market of the people that bought it. But when you go to a handgun training course, yeah. what's the first thing they say? Bring six magazines. Yeah, bring with. six mags, at least. <laughs> and, and six means I'm gonna bring twelve. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then weighted Six months to get mags, and yeah. I think the only reason I got mags is because I kept calling Smith and Wesson on a weekly basis, sometimes multiple times during the <laughs> week, and they just got tired. I think they actually stripped out some magazines from some and guns just sent some to, sent to me so I'd stop freaking calling hush this guy up. <laughs> and, and you paid over retail for him because of the Scott Van Kirk discount. Oh yeah, I got him now. <laughs> It seemed to me it, it might have been worth it for them yeah. uh, just to get you out of their hair. Uh, to be honest with you, I think that's what they did. Because I, <laughs> I called them in the morning one day, and, it, and then I called them that afternoon. Nice. And they transferred me to somebody different, and he said, uh, how many you want? 
<laughs> and I said, how many you got? And he goes, we're not going there. We're not going there. How many do you want? <laughs> and then, and I, oh, I, I swear to God, this is a true story. It was another month before I saw them anywhere online <laughs> with a retailer. I literally think that they there was a post-it note. They had a meeting that, yeah. that morning. Just and send said, this Van Kirk some mags. send this guy some magazines so he stops calling. Because he's not going to stop calling. Did you mention you were nationally syndicated? <laughs> no. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, the price went up some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, all right, so it, it sometimes takes too long. They sometimes do it to a smooth. Uh, yeah, roll, companies roll are, are getting better about rolling them out the right way. Um, you know, I think there's, there's always been, you know, in the in firearms industry, um, you got to do it right. Otherwise, you end up in a recall status, and that's never yeah. a good place to be. Well, Modern Arms at the Brown Station location brought several firearms here into the studio, and we are going to tell you about them next on Gary on Gun.